welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello and welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast. I'm your host, James Arthur, and I am joined by the man all the way over in Western Australia. It's approximately 10 a.m. in the morning over there. Welcome, Corey. And when are you going to start with the time zone jokes? <laughs> the reason I love the time zone jokes is because how much Lewis used to get annoyed with the two of us for not being able to work out the fucking time zone, even when he was in bloody Budapest or whatever he is now. <laughs> he, he could work it all out, but we couldn't work out three hours or two hours difference. And then I feel yeah, like no. we knew it, but we just played with him just for the sake of it. I had, I had some pretty big hiccups with that, so I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. You're worse than me, but I'm not good. Like, I'm not going to claim that I know what's going on. I had to work out today whether you guys, you guys apparently don't have daylight savings, so now it's three hours. Who knows? Is Western Australia just its own country yet? Um, I think it should be since we generate most of the revenue for the country. Oh, I'm not getting into the politics. Of <laughs> Victoria have a way better gridiron league than the, the WA. Okay. That's all I'm Probably. Um, but everyone, welcome. I know it's been a few weeks. Uh, I've had a wild few weeks with Christmas and everything like that. But we thought I'd get Corey on here and we talk some playoff football because, you know, pretty good week, <laughs> historic wins, historic losses. Um, it was some great football games. Um, but yeah, I just want to start by thanking Burnley Brewing, our sponsors. I do need to come in and pick up some beer from you guys soon. I haven't been drinking a lot over the holidays, but I'm running out. So I'll. And I need to send a box to you, and I need to send a box to the boys from the College Football Podcast because oh they God. might kill me. If, if I run into them, they might kill me. So, um, but yeah, the, the boys put up their season recap last night. Well done to the Georgia Bulldogs on winning the College Football. Are you, who are you a college fan of, Corey? Uh, I just, I, I'm not a huge college guy, but um, it'd be Tennessee and just like my hometown golfers, Minnesota. That's it. We had a couple of guys come out and play for us from Tennessee and for our club in. Well, Tennessee's in awesome. Like, yeah, like there, there was cool. a there was a glimmer in their eye this year, and it just. Fell it apart. I, I guess the thing Sorry? with college football, what I'm what I'm trying to assess with college football, right, and trying to remember is that most of them are kids. So like, and it's it must be so hard that you know as soon as you basically have one loss or two losses, your season's pretty much over. Like you, you're not yeah. if you're a national championship contender as soon as that's why i think they need to expand it more which they are but basically you have two losses and your season's over you have one loss and you're a big chance to not even make the top four anyway so it's it's it must be hard for kids when they you lose one game and then it's like oh well we're out of contention now what's the point and then all the guys at nfl bound kind of go well you know i'm going to the nfl next year i don't really need to commit to this anymore because i'm not winning a national championship so it must be hard to manage that uh, i I think that's only for that's for like just like the top you know, your top 10 teams, I guess. I would, I yeah, would say. the rest play for bowl games and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the rest aren't winning the national championship. I don't think they go in thinking they're going to win the national championship. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I said, but the boys from uh, College Football and Under, Will and Kempy, have done an awesome job. Their season recap went up today. So get down there and tune into it. I'm, I know I'm going to listen tomorrow morning, um, but it's a they just do a great job. So thanks to those boys. And I'll make sure I get a box of beer over to all of you, except for you, Corey. I, I don't know about you. I don't know if can, can I send it in a time warp to the to Western Australia? Another just, time. Zone just send it already. It'll get here eventually. <laughs> All right, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You've you've been behaving pretty well lately. Um, yeah, thanks to our sponsors, Burnley Brewing. Thanks to our other sponsors, US Sports Gear. And well, let's just crack into it. Let's start with the 49ers. They rally in the second half and realistically they just they just destroyed the Seahawks. It's as simple as that. They were the much better side. They played down to their level in the first half and the second half showed exactly what they're all about in the 49ers. And Brock Purdy's just, you know, whether you think he's good or not, he's he's successful, if nothing else. Yeah, and he's definitely the story. I think that he should be a bigger story. I feel like it's kind of like been downplayed. Like this guy was the last pick of the NFL draft and he's, you know, playing out That's of fair. his mind right now. Like if he was on the Cowboys, it'd be probably a different story. Or if his name was Tom Brady, it'd be a different story. He'd be the, the biggest name in right, the world. But, I mean, even when, you know, Tom Brady was, before Tom Brady was Tom Brady, like, it was kind of similar. Like, no one was really caring. Um, Six-round draft pick. It wasn't until Drew Bledsoe got hurt 
that it was a big deal because Drew Bledsoe was the highest paid player in the league at the time. But um, like the 49ers don't have that. And we've seen it year after year of, you know, just name a quarterback, CJ Beathard, um, you know, Jimmy, obviously um, just put a guy in there and San Francisco's offense finds a way to be productive. So everyone but lunch tray, basically. He's probably been the worst yeah. of the lot of them, and they traded up for him. I, I bet they regret that now if Purdy's going to be good. But I, I don't know. I, like, I'm not going to take away what Purdy's done because he's running the offense really well. He's poised. He doesn't seem to get flustered by much. But I also, like, I'd love to see him in a game where he falls behind because that's where I think he's going to be found out. He yeah. throws up. He's not the most accurate passer. Even with wide open guys, he throws behind and high a lot. But he was the last pick in the draft. And the bottom line is he's won seven games in a row, including a playoff game against a division rival, which we know are always tougher games because the Seahawks know them well. They hung in the first half. But I'm just – I'm not sold on him. I, I still don't know – like, I don't know if they can beat the Eagles with him, which we'll discuss that game – we'll discuss all, all the Cowboys, which we'll discuss those games later. But the problem – the thing with the 49ers are, and the problem for every other team that's going to face them is they are just loaded with talent every avenue. Their offensive line's outstanding, so he's not pressured a lot. The system is even better. He the, the play action, the movement, the screens, and then I haven't even got to the talent of McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. They've got Eliza Mitchell's their backup running back. He'd start for a lot of teams in this league. So they're stacked with talent, and they're, they've got a very good coordinator, a very good head coach who coordinates and runs an offense that is sharp and everyone buys in, everyone does the right thing, up to Kittle, who he doesn't care if he has two catches for 37 yards because he'll just block the crap out of guys all day so they can get running yards. Um, look, do I think Purdy can carry them all the way? I, I don't want to go against him because he's done nothing but win. So it's hard to back against those sorts of guys. But Cooper Rush also won a lot for the Cowboys, and he was very similar. He was just dropping it off to less talented guys. So... well. I think we're in a very precarious situation in NFL at the moment. Um, I think you said it fast. Like, I don't think, like, Purdy's fine. And I think when situation is nice like it is right now with, like, a standout defense and weapons everywhere and you have the lead most games, like, yeah. he can he can win in that situation. And a, a lot of the quarterbacks in the NFL can win in that situation. There's only – you know, one, maybe like three guys at the moment, maybe less than that, that can actually go win you a game after you're down by, you know, you know, 14, 17 points, you know, that starts to look like, you know, amazing quarterback. That's like the, I think that's the threshold because I think currently NFL quarterbacks like a huge issue. Um, And I think we, as people that cover the NFL fans alone, like, we keep looking for like these these guys that will, um, like I guess change the narrative. But like yeah. I don't think that's really coming. I think the narrative is go out there, don't turn the ball over, um, and just play efficiently. And you're gonna win most games in those situations as long as you come out on top on the turnover battle and things like that. So uh, I think I think the, there's another quarterback that fits that perfectly. That we'll talk about later. Feels stupid to say, but I feel like quarterbacks are becoming less important at the NFL level because of the way they're scheming up offenses now. And it's becoming more college-like. Like The gap between the best and the worst quarterback in the NFL now, even from five or six years ago, like you, you go through your list of NFL teams, all 32 of them, most teams, you can sell yourself on the quarterback they've got. There's not that many teams looking for quarterbacks. You know, the... the the Seahawks are the prime example. They rolled the dice this year, which everyone thought was rolling the dice with Geno Smith. And he was ex- extremely com- extremely competent when they ran the ball well and had the turnover battle. They won football games. And that's what I think teams, I think quarterbacks just becoming a little bit less important. I think the best ones, the elite ones, the top five sort of guys are a difference maker. But if you don't have that guy, I think NFL offenses are getting better at going, okay, well, we don't have that guy that can carry our offense. Yeah, let's not win. throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's design an offense around the guys we have, get the ball in our guys' hands, and then make it happen from there, which is – it's a good it's a good, it's a a good, good progression of the NFL because more teams are, are competent and can score, so it makes it a better game. Yeah, it does, but I still – yeah, it's just kind of a weird – 
sensation. Like I, I think, you know, the, the Brady, the Rogers, that kind of class is dying out and it'll be interesting to see how, how things progress in the quarterback market as we um, get into it the next couple of years. Yeah, well let's let's move on to the, the Chargers pulling a Chargers. Oh, uh largest a second largest comeback win in NFL history in playoffs and third largest total, 27 points. Uh, they're up 27 to zero. Lawrence threw four interceptions in the first half. He threw more more interceptions to Asante Samuel, which was three than any receiver for the Jags court. He looked horrendous, but somehow they somehow. just rallied their way back. It was, I think the score before the half really helped them because they only made it a three-score game. And then really... We'll discuss the charges quickly before we go to the Jags, but if this it's it's Herbert or bust on this offense, and I think and the head coach's name is slipping my mind right now, who is probably Staley. on the hot seat, Staley. No, nah, he's not. They fired the offensive coordinator. I uh, say so blamed him for it. So yeah. the uh, losing Mike Williams in the last game of the season in a game that didn't oh, matter, ridiculous. horrendous, horrendous, and like they played Herbert till the third quarter as well, and then pulled him in the fourth quarter, which just made no sense. Like. They just make so many dumb decisions. And again, this game, you can't run the ball. I don't understand why you don't just feed the ball to Eklamore. I know everyone says he's not a bell cow. He can't do this. You didn't give him the opportunity. He had 12 carries in the first half. He had, sorry, he had two carries in the second half. Two carries. So you're relying on Herbert. You're relying on Keenan Allen, who at this point can get open, catch the ball, and get tackled because he cannot get separation. So his route running is still so crisp that he can get open to catch the ball, but he's got no speed anymore. He can't break the game open. You know, you've got Gerald Everett taking the top off the defense, but that was it. And then they really missed the ability where the Jags basically said, we're going to, we're going to press you guys. We're going to pass rush you. And we're going to try and try and gener- try and make you make tough throws to press covered guys. There was no one else that could win, but Keenan Allen who only runs short routes. So you're putting it all on Herbert. Instead of having a running game, you're putting on Herbert to hit these short and mid tier passes that they're just their offensive line's not good due to injuries. In fairness, they've got some injuries. Their defense, like it should be guys like Mac and Bosa. When you have a twenty-seven point lead, you should be licking your lips for the second half because you know you were just going to pin your ears back and just go after Lawrence. But they couldn't get it done. So I, I don't know where they go with the Chargers. I don't think you want to just say, "Oh, we're you know what a crappy." I think he's going to say it's, it's a crappy win. Move on. You've got Herbert. You get we get Williams back next year. Maybe you move on from Keenan Allen or you bring in some more talent around him. Maybe another running back that can do different things in Austin Eckler that you trust more to run the ball late. You get your offensive line injuries back. I've forgotten the left tackle's name, the, the first Slater, Rashawn Slater. You'll get him back next year who makes a huge difference. And then you build from there. But I don't think you can just – I think you say it's a bad loss. You move on and you just you start fresh next year. But there's no point firing everyone and – you know, blaming Herbert and getting rid of Eckler and, and starting the team again because you've still got your rookie window with Herbert for another year. So you've got to take that. No, I, take- I, I definitely think it's on Joe Lombardi, the offense coordinator. So I think that was a smart move to fire him. Um, it's the third I time think, he's been fired, I'm pretty sure, in the NFL. That's probably, they could have probably fired him like 12 weeks ago, though. Um, we knew what he was as offense coordinator. We, yeah. like everyone from, you know, all the football talking heads have talked about it, you know, in circles about their offense and how, you know, they just stopped doing efficient things just because, you know, guys started coming back healthier. They stopped rolling them out. They stopped doing the things that were working and they just started doing things that weren't very efficient. So it was just a strange kind of offense all season long. Like they didn't really air it out as much. Like, you look at Herbert's numbers, like, yeah, they were good, but even they had Williams. As soon as they lose lose it. Right, but you could still I feel like they still have they still have a quarterback to like I mean, the Chiefs don't have it freaking Williams either. They don't have any guy like that. They, they look pretty good this year. Like you have yeah. a top tier quarterback, like take advantage of it, scheme it up, um, do something different. Um, so I think Obviously, Staley's the one. The, the buck stops with him. Like, there's no reason for them to lose that game. Like, they were doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing. 
like that we've seen time and time again, like Atlanta Falcons, like, you know, everyone else, like snapping the ball with 20 something seconds left on the game clock, not running the ball. Um, just, you know, just stupid, stupid things over and over again for, to allow a team to come back yeah. there. And even they had a, they went for the field goal. I think it was fourth and two, I want to say. Like, even yeah. if they went for like, they, they're supposed to be like the go for it kind of guy. So then they end up t- kicking a field goal there. And it's if you like, score a touchdown, the game's over. The touchdown game's over, they're not coming back. Um, so that's, that's brutal. The way Bosa freaking flipped out, that was brutal. So I don't know if the Jags go for it, go for two there. They're not a yard closer there. So it's two yards. What, what what did you think of that? Because at the time I was like, why are you doing this? If you don't get it, you have to score. But I, I think the more I've thought about it, and obviously it was successful, so it paid off and they could kick the field goal to win. But I feel like it, it Peterson put his balls on the line. He basically said, We're gonna score the two. If we don't score the two, I think we're going to score a touchdown anyway, which they could have at the end of the game. They drained the clock down two minutes to kick the winning field goal. So I think his mindset was, we're going to win this either way, but let's go for two to make it easier for us to win it, which well, I don't know. Bosa, in, in hindsight, it was a great move. I mean, Bosa let, like, made that decision for him. Getting yeah. that penalty moves him a yard closer. Like one-yard play is well, you know, a lot easier than a two-yard play as much as you know when you look at it and two yards on a field. Compared to yeah. one yard on the field, like it's it makes a big difference. Given like, you, you can't sneak it, which is what they did. You can't sneak two yards. You right. can sneak one, That's which the is yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> some, some. But yeah, I don't know. I, 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 we'll talk Jags a bit later, but just like and on Lawrence to bounce back in that second half and just basically yeah, it was have good, the, good resiliency. Yeah, I, I don't care. I don't care if I've thrown four picks. I'm going to win this game. And with ETN, like ETN's now looking like a terrific pick for them. He looks dynamic. He's fast. He's getting his feet back under him late in the season. Um, they've got some really talent. Like the the Kirk signing, which I openly thought I laughed at. It. I thought it was the dumbest signing ever. Great signing. They've also got Calvin Ridley coming next year, so they're gonna they're gonna be bolstered again at the receiver position. Yeah, um, nice. Marvin Jones, Zay Jones. That they're they're building Marvin, something. Yeah. Really nice. Marvin, Marvin can probably retire, but Zay Jones, what, what a signing. No one wanted him. He was on the yeah. scrap heap of the NFL. They're just like, yeah. Yeah. So great move. Let's move on to Dolphins fighting hard against the Buffalo Bills. This game was closer than what I thought it was going to be. Your third string quarterback in. Um, I think for Dolphins fans, this shows what you can do if you can get a healthy tour or another healthy option at quarterback. So I think if you have a better quarterback in this game, you. You might win it. Josh Allen wasn't good. The Bills weren't good. They turned the ball over too much. They didn't really play great defense. Uh, yeah, I, I, look, props to them. No one ever thought they were going to win this game, but they they made the Bills work hard for it. They definitely did. Josh Allen is a worry. Um, I, I know I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan ever, but the way he's been playing the last, I don't know, like, what is it, six to eight, maybe like last six weeks or so? Uh, it's a bit concerning. I think he tries to play hero ball way too much. Yep. Um, he was just like chucking the ball. Like there was literally like dol- the Dolphins were like dropping like ten yards like every snap, and there were like guys just like standing like wide open wide. underneath. Like, he just wouldn't yeah. throw it to them. He just chucks it downfield in the double coverage, and was like, "Come on, man, just take what's in front of you." Like. Yeah, and he very... wasn't really running at all, and it was just a weird game. He's had what I think he's had thirty interceptions slash fumbles this year. He hasn't lost that many because, but he's had I think yeah, sixteen or something fumbles this year, um, which is he's which a calm down. And let he's he's got great skill positions, got great players. But this is the problem, right? With I think with the Bills, and this is when when we talk later why I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. They don't run the ball consistently well. They get chunk plays here and there, but they don't run the ball consistently. And again, if you don't run the ball consistently, you need to find a way to create positive plays on all times. And he doesn't take those positive plays. He thinks there's Stefan Diggs one-on-one. Yeah, it's good coverage, but it's Stefan Diggs and I'm Josh Allen. I think you should say, yeah, there's Stefan Diggs one-on-one. That, that's good coverage. I'm going to drop it down to Devin Singleton for a seven-yard gain here and just right. take my, and then just take it and take it. Yeah. And take it. 
until that coverage becomes bad or they or it opens up for them because it will. So if they can get yeah, that well, back, then maybe. Yeah, I, I feel like it's super simple. Um, obviously, it can't be as simple as that, but I just feel like he's not taking what they're giving him. Uh, and he's forcing a little bit too much. It's simple in theory. It's harder in execution, obviously, but the right. theory should be set. And I don't know how you rein him in because his first two years were some of like awful, awful, awful. Then he jumped onto the scene. Since then, he's been kind of you know one of those top five, definitely a top ten guy. I think most people say a top ten. Most people say top five, but a lot everyone would say top ten. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he's just trying to do a little bit too much. He just needs like and again, we'll talk Cowboys in a minute. But watch Dak Prescott's game. Didn't try and do too much. Just took guys that were open, made accurate throws. Watch Daniel That's what Jones. He Daniel Jones was a perfect Daniel Jones. Another great example. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Take take the running lanes when it's there. Hit guys when they're open. Take what the offense is. Take what the defense is giving you. Run the plays. You know, I, I, like sometimes I feel like Josh Allen snaps the ball, and he's going to scramble with it before he's even looked if anyone's open. He boots out straight away and is like running and thinking, "Oh, no, no one can stop me." So I think he needs to come back to earth a little bit with that. Uh, as I said, we'll discuss them later um, with with their preview this week. But I guess for the Giants, good. Sorry, not for the Giants. The the, the Dolphins, good season. Obviously, it's challenging when you lose Tua, who played really well when he was healthy. No one knows what's going to happen there with the concussion stuff. We'll have to wait and see. I, I think he plays. I don't even know how he plays. I don't know how he plays again. Yeah, I, I think he will. I, I, I don't know. Too, but I don't know how. <laughs> And then they also had Teddy Bridgewater injured, which sucked. Skylar Thompson, is it Skylar Thompson? Yeah, Skylar Thompson, he, he was okay. But he, as I said, they were lucky to be in this game. They had a few punt returns, some turnovers go their way. Offensively, they ran the ball like crap, and they didn't really throw the ball that well, man. He was 18 of 45 for 220 yards for a touchdown and two picks. So he didn't play well. If you had Tua or Bridgewater even, and you get those turnovers – the game's probably a, it's probably a different script for how this game runs. But again, Bill's 17-0 lead and then just didn't just just kept trying to ma- just kept making mistakes to bring them back into the game. So Bills move on. Dolphins, good work. I think you should be proud of the way your team fight. I think if you can get to a right, um, or maybe even get a maybe maybe Tom Brady comes in for a season. I think you can um, you can do, I think you can do some things. But again, you've got to get more consistent. Not many teams go eight and three and then only just scrape into the playoffs. So you need to work that out and tell your head coach to stop kissing all the other coaches when he says hello to them after the game. Just a, just a weird dude. Right. I like him, but he's a weird dude. He's just a weird guy. Um, let's go to the Giants shocking the Vikings. I, Corey, you can tell me what you think, but I... This is the most unsurprising game of the week. I was I was certain the Vikings were going to lose in the first round. I don't think they've been very good all year, nor do I think the Giants are that good anyway. Every relevant ranking or measurable for both of these teams have them pretty much at the same, which is about 20th to basically 18 to 25 in the league. That's where they kind of rank in every measurable. They're not good. They both got lucky in the seasons. The Giants will talk later because they're going to get pumped by the Eagles next week. But the Vikings... Are not a good, are not that good a team. They're not a thirteen win team or a twelve win team, whatever they went. They're nowhere near that, and it's all comes down to the problem being that when you have a fourth and eight and you throw a three yard out, there is nothing more Kirk Cousins than that. And I like Kirk Cousins, and I think he's good, and I don't think they should move away from him. But what are you doing in that moment? Well, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what you're doing. Buy time in the pocket. Take a chance down. You have one of the best receivers in the league in, in Justin Jefferson. Throw one up to him instead of throwing a, th- a three-yard out on fourth and eight. Try something different. Throw it out downfield and hope for a PI. Like, anything but what he did. Anything. It would have been better off taking it back because he, he tried to hold the ball for too long to wait for something to open up. I don't, I don't even care about that play, to be honest. Like, like we talked about, quarterbacks, like Kirk Cousins isn't the guy that's going to you know, galvent you and be like, oh, what, you know, what a great player. This guy, he won the game for him. Like, that's not going to happen with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So don't put him in that position. The defense gave up 31 points. That was the ball game. Defense holds them 21 points. They win the game. It's that simple. The Vikings defense is horrendous. It's been horrendous for three years. Like, that's yeah. where they need to fix the team. Kirk Cousins is fine. The offense is fine. 
Um, but that defense is atrocious. Like, um, yes, you probably and, there. It shouldn't have come down to that fourth down play because right, the defense it shouldn't have. Like, Daniel Jones the Giants not a good That's the second time he's done it this season. The only other time he did it was against the Vikings. So yeah. <laughs> figure it out. Which the Vikings uh, kicked a sixty-yard field goal, didn't they, to win that game? I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Look, these teams are so evenly matched, though. There's, there's, there's nothing to them. I'm sorry, I don't think any of them are any good. I don't think any. Uh, whoever won this game was just going to get pants by the 49ers or the Eagle or the Eagles, depending on who won. Like they were, they never get. They were never getting out of this. Whoever's getting out of this round is not going any further, and we'll, we'll discuss I think, later. I think it's a, it's a bit different now when we talk about the Eagles game we can discuss that but um I think that's probably the worst matchup for the Eagles I, just because it's a division yeah. matchup those always give me yeah. he yeah, a little bit all right let's move on to the Bengals surviving the Ravens Bengals should have lost well they were saved by the biggest <laughs> flip in the game the game's tied 17 all and the quarterback on a QB sneak on second down, I believe it was. Was it second down, the QB sneak? Which is um, fine. Not, I don't remember. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he, the the Bengals do a good job. They stop him in the middle. Instead of just lowering his body and just keep driving his feet, and he tries to jump over the top where he's three yards deep, gets the ball knocked out of his hand. Uh, who's the Dan again? Hubbard picks it up, runs 98 yards for a touchdown, and then that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was a game. Um, that was a game. Yeah. And- um, the, like the offense was putrid all all day. Um, Huntley did not play very well. Uh, he's obviously, that's why. No, he's he's not good at all. I think the big story from this game is the Lamar Jackson situation. Uh, he wasn't even there. Well, as far as we know, he didn't go. He didn't uh, travel with the team. So fair yeah, enough, being injured to not play, but surely you travel right, with right. the team. Like they almost won that game, so like if they would have won, like then he would just would have played this week. Um, um yeah, it would just been a, it's just a whole weird situation. J.K. Dobbins expressed his frustrations after the game. Uh, yeah. you know he said he you know I think he had like twelve or thirteen carries. He's like it's freaking playoffs. Like what are we doing? Um, and I I, w- I would ask the same questions. Like I do not like Greg Roman at all. I do not like how the Ravens have handled this quarterback situation. Um, they haven't really done anything on offense to improve it. Like Mark Andrews, like that's it, man. That's it. That's all this offense is and a bunch of receivers that, you know, they're fine, like, but they're they're not great. Like these are like it's receivers so that would all be like third, fourth, fifth options on on teams. Like we're not saying like these guys are on the street, but I mean, some of them actually were, like Sammy Watkins. Um, exactly. When Sammy Watkins is on your team, when Sammy Watkins is on your team in 2023 in playoff football games, it's an issue. Same with Deshaun Jackson. They're they're, they're both washed up. They've look. I think the priority for the Ravens is get the Lamar deal done. Simple as that. You have to, because I think if you tag him, I don't think he plays. I think he was yeah, not playing. Yeah. So you can tag and you can trade me somewhere, but I'm not yeah. playing under the tag. And if I was him, I wouldn't either. The way yeah, they exactly. use him, the way they run him into the ground, I'd say no way. The the I guess the vitriol um, of like kind of like the media on one side, like Michael Vick was like strap it up and play, and then you know Robert Griffin the third was like Nah man, don't do it because <laughs> he knows tweet from Robert Griffin the third was one of the best tweets I've ever seen with the picture of his knee bending backwards. Like why should he? Why, if they're not going to back him in, this is like if and anyone who's listening, think about your workplace, right? If three weeks before Christmas, your your contract's up, and you're like, "Hey, uh, you need to resign. You need to give you a new contract for next year." They go, "Ah, we're not sure. Sorry, we're not sure." You're are not you, just gonna come in. <laughs> are you are you going to work hard? Are you going to work hard? Are you going to travel with the team? Are you going to go to the company Christmas party? No, you're probably not. You're going to stay at fucking home. So, anyone who thinks Lamar Jackson's in the wrong. I'll be real blunt with this. Pull your fucking head in. The NFL's a business. He's a businessman. He plays sport and puts his body on the line. And RG3 is the ultimate example. That was Shanahan being a piece of shit. Schneider being a piece of shit. Both Shanahan's, actually. 
and they fucked his career forever and changed his trajectory. He could still be playing for all we know. We don't know what he was going to be, but they we right. know that they ruined it by forcing him to play. And it was his decision, and he regrets it. So learn from that. That's the story. Resign him. If, if you want him around, give him the long-term deal he needs. Simple as that. He's an MVP winner. He's shown he can be successful in the NFL. He can show he can win your divisions. He can get you to playoff games. Work out the rest around him and keep doing it. Or shut up and let him walk. They're your options. Like you, you, you have you have to make a decision now because I guarantee you he's not playing under the tag. I guarantee if he signs the tag, they're going to get low ball offers for him because they know they're going to be desperate to sign him to, to, to trade him. So you won't get what you want. So we'll see. Um, as for the Bengals. Look, was Burrow amazing? No, the offensive line's a massive issue. Jonah Williams got hurt yep. in this game. I don't know what the result is. I haven't seen it. I was looking it up now. Because um, if if he can't play, not that he's oh, dislocated knee, he's week to week. So even if he does play next week, I, I don't know how competent he's going to be. Lyle Collins is injured. They're back to the same problem. They're bad offensive line. Now, Burrow's doing a better job. He's getting the ball out quicker. He's avoiding sacks. But the pressure's still there, and the problems it creates for the offense is still there. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk whether they're going to get challenged the same way by the Bills because I think the Ravens are a, are a pretty good. I think they're a pretty good defense with some good pass rushes. But watching Justin Houston, I can't even remember who the backup left tackle was. I think they got to their third string at one point because the second string was so bad. But watching Justin Houston in, it's probably polite to say the twilight of his career literally bull rushing the left tackle onto the ground every play and, and pressuring Burrow. Um, if it's not if it's not for Huber and for a dumb mistake by Huntley, you probably lose this football game. So they survive another week. I'm never going to back out Burrow, which we'll talk later, but I'm not worried about the Bengals. But on the other hand, I'm a little bit worried about what they're going to do to fix that offensive line quickly. Yeah, luckily they get to face off against the Bills next week and the Bills have struggled with the pass rushes. Bob Miller's gone down. But yeah, the offensive line's a worry. Um, I think they have to, they're going to have to run the ball this week coming up uh, versus the Bills. Uh, I think that's going to be a key in this one. But like Jamar Jeff, Jefferson, like T. Higgins, those guys are monsters. Um, I think, you know, they've, they've done a good job of getting Burrow to kind of speed up and getting the ball quick, doing things yeah. like that, getting the ball out of his hands. I think that's what you have to do. Uh, but, you know, the Bengals, this was always going to be a tough game. It always is. Bengals, Ravens, division game. And AFC it, North it is one exactly of the toughest divisions in football. They always yeah. play each other hard in AFC North. And I think at yeah. halftime, they interviewed uh, – it was one of the head coaches. Like, I, I don't know which one it was when they said, this is exactly what we expected this game to be. It was the Bengals head coach. They said, this is exactly what we expected this game to be. We weren't going to walk through these guys. It's a division game, a lot on the line. Um, but they said Bengals are a little bit better than the Ravens. I think if – uh, do you agree though if, if the Ravens have Lamar? Do you agree with J.K. Dobbins? If they have Lamar, they they win that game. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. yeah. The script played out the same way. Like, there's no doubt. Um, if the script played exactly the same way, but because um, I think the Ravens would have been like I don't know ten times better on offense. I mean, very currently, even with the weapons that they have. So yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, Ravens couldn't get it done, couldn't get over the line. Uh, Bengals survive, and sometimes you just need a little luck in the playoffs. Like maybe your Patriot fan know, knows that the best. I think sometimes you yes. just need to progress, get to the next round, kind of reboot, hey, and go at it. Yeah, it's playoffs. It does not matter how you win. All that matters is the Bengals won. It doesn't matter how. Exactly. No one's going to know in two weeks how they won. I guarantee you. Exactly. No one's going to care. No. No one's going to rehash this. Uh, let's talk about the end of Brady. <laughs> the Cowboys absolutely blowing out the Bucks. I think it's certainly the end of Brady at the Buccaneers. I, they've fired Brian left, which I, I cannot see him going back there next year. Apparently, Mike Evans wants out now. There's there's rumors that he's asked for a trade. I think they're going to rebuild that entire team. Like they're they're going to drop off some cap and, and start again almost because they, they need a quarterback, and it's not going to be Brady. There's no way he's – if he is returning, there's no way it's there. Oh, no, I don't – yeah, he's not coming back there, I don't I don't think there's any sign of that happening. And I do think they are probably at the point where they should look to kind of uh, move on from a lot of the pieces that they have there. Um, and, you know, the guys that want to stick around for the rebuild, then so be it. But Now's the um, right time to trade guys like Mike Evans. He's getting into the not, – not the later stage of his career, but he's in – 
he's eight no, years yeah, in, nine definitely. years in. He's got great value still because he's still a very like exact a team like the Cowboys would. I would love if they gave a first round pick for Mike Evans, a late first round pick for Mike Evans. I'd have no issues with it because he'd be. He'd, I'll take, so there's going to be put Mike Evans anywhere you want. Exactly. He'll, he'll be fine. So there's value <laughs> for him. You're probably going to get a first round pick for him. So you can do that. Just in terms of this game, started awfully. It was four three and outs to start the game. Dan Prescott, you could see he, he, they went no huddle. He started to work it out. Scores a touchdown to Dalton Schultz, who every week I'm just more and more surprised with Dalton Schultz. Like I think he's just a genuinely really good football player. Um, I just think football player. I don't still think he's special. No, he's, no he's, he's not special. He's not special, but he's he's a guy in your offense that he, again he cannot get the ball for three games barely. But then bob up when he's needed, when they're covering everything else, he can bob up and score you two touchdowns in a big game, which he's done right. a few times this year. So he's important. Um, but th- this game turned, the Cowboys score that touchdown, and then Brady drives straight back down the field and then throws his first red zone interception since 2019. It was a horrendous throw. He was pressured. It was, it was a great pressure move by the Cowboys. They bought the, they bought the linebackers up like they were going to rush and then dropped them out straight away and took away that quick slant of Godwin. Brady panics. He thinks Godwin's going to keep running. So he, or he was trying to throw it away. I, I don't know what he was trying to do, but he throws it straight to Javon Kears. Cowboys roll down the field, score straight away. And then that was really it. From there, they just dominated this game from start to finish or from that point to finish, I should say. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I think if, even if the Buccaneers would have won this game, it would have been probably the biggest upset of the week. Um, I had no... Like, just matchup-wise, Cowboys were clearly more talented. We saw the Bucks struggle all year. I think everyone that was kind of on the Bucks kind of upsetting here was just, like, based on past and Tom Brady trying to figure it out um, last minute here. It was all based off Brady. Brady's never lost to the – I said, I felt the same way. As a Cowboys fan, I felt the same way. I thought – we never lose to him. It's Monday night football, playoffs. Brady's going to find some. I thought this would be a close game that we lose or it would blow them out. That's why I honestly thought the only two ways it would go. And at the start of the game, it was worrying me. Then once Prescott got going and then, you know, getting Leighton Vander Esch back on defense makes such a huge difference to this defense, such a huge difference. He's one of the most underrated players in the league this year on a very good defense. He needs to be a priority to get re-signed. But they're just kind of stacked. And then... Micah Parsons just – I literally don't think I saw anyone block him for the entire game. Like, to the point where I, I was just watching him with a, with a few of the mates watching it, just going, watch watch Micah Parsons. Like, that tackle didn't even get his hands on him at, at points. Like He's just that good. So that's what's changed this defense for the Cowboys, having Micah Parsons and then having great pieces around him. Um, Pollard needs to get a few more carries. Zeke – I don't know. He was looking good early, like he was looking good mid-season to late, mid-late season, but he's dropped off a bit. Um, I still think he's valuable. He pass protects really well on the touchdown to um, Dalton Schultz, the second. No, that the first one he actually picks up a blitz, a blitzing Devontae David, and just drops him in the hole. So that's valuable. That stuff Pollard can't do. Um, but I think they've got to work out a way that you you can't be paying a guy thirteen million dollars to be a valuable blocker for you unless he plays guard. And I don't think Zeke's playing guard. So they'll have to work that out. They'll, they'll re-sign Pollard as well. But I guess for the Bucks, it's time to to just scrap some stuff and, and rebuild. You, you want to – the Brady the Brady experiment, or whatever you want to call it, it worked. You won a Super Bowl. You got what you wanted out of it. It's now – we knew it was only going to be a two- or three-year thing. It's now time to move on and just, and just find your next option. Yeah, definitely. I think, like, I mean, they drafted Kyle Trask a few years back. I don't know if he's really the answer, but um, go. I think it, I think it is time to move on. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes there in Tampa Bay, so it be an interesting offseason for them. Yeah, I think so too. I think we just see the way they go about it, and I think we'll know pretty quickly by the moves they make how they're going to go about next season. They're either going to Try and do it again and bring in another court, maybe like a Derek Carr or something like that. I don't know. Oh, no. No, that's not happening. There's, I can't see that happening. But that's what they're going to try. They're either going to try and bring in a veteran quarterback and keep all their offense together and do that, or they're going to they're going to just th- scrap scrap all their – trade off whatever value they've got and restart with as many draft picks as possible. So we'll see. See how it goes. Let's get into the game previews now. Uh, 
Jags at Chiefs. Look, I I love the Jaguars and I love that they won last week. And I, I are we seeing like a, a burrow from last year run with Lawrence? No, I, I don't know. I don't I don't think they're as talented <laughs> as the Bengals were last year. I just I don't know. I, I can't even sell you how I think they win this game. There's no metric I can give to anyone. And normally, like, my gut might give me a little bit of a feeling. that It's not giving me any feeling for the Jags. I, it's the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win this game, and they're going to win it comfortably at home. Week by, Andy Reid never loses off bye weeks, ever. They're going to be super prepared. Mahomes looks motivated and ready to go. I just – I cannot see any way the Jags win this football game unless you can – you can lead me down the down the path, Corey. I, I don't know. The only path I can lead you down is that the Chiefs have not covered many football games this year. So, um, as as much they, as they, like, they can win by eight. Of... <laughs> well, there you go. It's um, an eight and a half line, and I I, I know I what the line is. I've worked it out. I'm smart with that. I don't know if the Chiefs will blow them out. I I think I think that they will, but. Uh, history tells me that they won't, but I just don't see what what's going to happen here for the Jags. They would definitely need some turnovers. They need Mahomes to just forget how to play football um, a little bit, like or, Lawrence did last week, or just or just just shoot out, like literally, because the, the the Chiefs' defense, like the, the offense, defense. it's well documented that the the, the offensive line, right? The Chiefs' defense isn't amazing, so maybe no. they can. Like I said, I'm Ch- not Chandler Jones. Um, Jones, the D tackle. I've got his first name. He's about Chris. their only Chris Jones. Sorry, he's about their only standout guy. They don't rush the passer that well off the edge. Um, their cornerbacks aren't anything to write home about. <laughs> like, there's nothing great. They're not bad, but they're, they're not good. Um, their back end's not great. I think Bolton's a nice linebacker, but he's no and Gay and Gay Junior as well is a nice linebacker, but they're no game changers. So. I think the only way I can see the Jags winning this is if they spread it out and just take their chances and just shoot out with these guys and, again, hope for a late turnover. Lawrence has to duel. He has to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes and duel with him for the entire game, and you've probably got to have you know a, a 35-38 sort of game. But that's the only way I think they can win it. But I just don't know when push comes to shove yet if Lawrence can keep up with a guy like Mahomes. Mahomes is just too polished and too talented and they've got great receivers. Like, I know they got rid of Tyreek Hill, but they kept the main guy on that team, which is Travis Kelsey. If you didn't know it was Travis Kelsey's team the last couple of years, you know now it is because he's a difference maker. But they've got speed everywhere. McCole Hardman's fast. Juju Smith-Schuster is not only fast, but he's huge. He's the biggest slot receiver in the NFL. And then, you know, Valdez Scanlon can also take the top off it. They've got – who's is it Pacheco, the running back, that can, yeah, can make sure – Pacheco, um, they got – they got Tony as well. I think he's going to be. Oh, there is Tony. There you go. Yeah, exactly. And I think. Do you have a feeling they've been waiting yes. for Tony? They've been. Yeah, they're just like they because he hasn't played that much. But as soon as he gets on the field, he just gets the ball all the time and makes plays. So, you know, again, I, I kind of can't. The Giants really need to make that work. But anyway, like Tony in the open field is one of the hardest guys to tackle in football. It's just, and the right. Chiefs will get him in the open field. They That's will the find problem. a way. So, yeah, I don't know if. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I wouldn't touch. I don't think the Chiefs would be worth putting money on because their line should be so small, their money should be so small. But I, I cannot see the Jags winning this football game. As as much as I would love it for Adam Gotts, the Australian, I, I just I don't see it happening here. And not that I'm saying I don't want it to happen and I want it to be a good game, but the Chiefs are number one seed for a reason. That's simple as that. Mahomes is going to be the MVP for a reason because he's the best sure. player in football. So... Let's go Giants Eagles. I you teased this earlier. I want you yeah. to tell me. I want, do you think the Giants have a chance in this? I do. Okay, because division is that what you're thinking? <laughs> division games are weird. Uh yeah, and I think Brian Dayball has done a really good job uh, with this team. I think you know their defense coordinator. Oh, what's his name? escapes me at the moment, but he's super aggressive. Like, the Giants are going to be super aggressive now. Patrick Graham. That's either going to be catastrophic or it's going to be, you know, 
really good for them. So, uh, and that's kind of obvious, but he plays the way he calls defenses is like he's very aggressive. So I think that could fall out in their favor uh, and keep them in this they, game. They're not talented though. No, I know. I, I know, I know the they're aggressive. It is a playoff. Like I get in saying they're not talented, that's probably a little bit unfair. Like Thibodeau's shown that he's he he can play. Well, ball I, ball like, ball. I actually like their defense. Their what, offense. What do, you like what do you what do you like about it? You like Jalen Smith at middle linebacker? Just <laughs> no, the line, linebacker. How do you terrible. how do you run like you're squatting? That's what I can't work about Jalen Smith. Like I'm not saying he's he's a bad runner because he actually moves pretty well, but how does he run with his legs so wide? It's one of the most. Everyone who watches this game, do yourself a favor and watch Jalen Smith run around. It's bizarre. I've been watching it for years and I, I cannot work it out. But it, like, they they're just not good. Like I just, the Eagles are really good. At the end of the day, I don't care who wins this game. I hope it's a draw and the draw goes for so long that they end up kicking them both out of the playoffs and the Cowboys just go to the championship game with the Niners. That's what I hope for. Like, I hate both these teams more than anything. I don't want any of them to win. Um, but you've got just so much talent on the Eagles. So much they've got pass rushes that are backup guys that would be the best start the best rushes on half the NFC, half the AFC. Like they're they're loaded. Like I guess Great you can time. you can sell me on it's a division game, so they're always closer, but didn't the Eagles blow the Giants out no more than three weeks ago? I'm certain they did. Oh, it was twenty two sixteen. Oh, sorry, it was twenty two sixteen. What was that game? That was the first You're one. You're right. 20-16 oh, in week eight. That, that, that was week 18 with the backups when the Eagles played. Well, their the backups. Eagles didn't play the backups. Oh, no. The Giants played their backups, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? You're turning me around here, Corey. Keep going. It's keep a, going. Keep, keep, keep selling me on. It's making me feel a little, uh, was it 2011-y? Shut up. You shut right, up. Maybe, Sorry, where's... um? Where's uh, Strahan and Osu Manura and Justin Tuck? Are they are these guys hiding somewhere in this Giants depth chart? They're going to come out and be good. Like I like Dexter Lawrence; he's a fine run stuffing D tackle, but he doesn't pass rush well. Thibodeau's a power rusher. He I it's don't. And then you and you got Hurts. can Hurts could literally out hop Thibodeau. He's that athletic. Like I, okay. I don't know. I. I can't. Got, I can't. Got Daniel it. Jones on the other end that can run around as well. So, oh, uh, and the Eagles please, can be. Please don't. The Eagles do this can be run against. <laughs> Eagles can be run against. Corey, I just stop. This is this is, such, this is such an, this is such an ugly color when you being liking the Giants. You just want them to beat someone else. So we stop saying talk about the time Eli beat the Patriots twice. That's what it is, isn't it? This is this is spy. you're trying to reverse them. You're trying to reverse the narrative away from the Patriots. Look, as I said, I agree with you for the fact that division teams are weird. Um, this could be very similar to the Seahawks 49ers game where they hang in there for the first half and the Eagles just blow their doors off. They could hang in there for the whole game and make it close. I hope it's a close game. To be honest, knowing that my team's playing in the other divisional game, which I don't know if they can win, but I hope they can. I hope the Giants win because I'd much prefer to play the Giants than the Eagles if we were to win, but I don't know. This It's a hard sell for me. I'm looking at pro football coaches. Every player from – every starter from the Eagles is rated in the 80s. Every starter – there's like one player from the Giants is in the 80s, and it's Thomas, the left tackle, who is is, is a good player, but, you know. So, but nobody believes in full effect. That's true. They've got Barkley in fairness. Who knows? Like I said, I, I appreciate that you think it could be a close game. I hope it is. And you know what? We're bound. If you go off history, one of the Jags or the Giants will make one of their games a game. From what history tells us, that they will be a game. And oh, it's nice. probably more believable that it could be the Giants because it's a division game and they know the Eagles better. They also got beaten 42-16 to 16, uh, at about the... 48 22 at, at, at week 15 or week six, week six, week 14, I think it was. So I don't know. We'll see. Hey, you know what? If someone beats the Eagles, I'll be happy because I'm so sick of Eagles fans already and they haven't even won a game yet. They haven't won a playoff game yet. And I'm so over them. So go, Giants. I'm a Giants fan this weekend. Corey believes you can do it. He's got a t shirt saying Giants are going to win. He's back. Are you putting all your money on the Giants, Corey? Is that what you're doing this week? With the points. Give me the points. 
what, 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 what is the spread? Oh, 7.5. It is currently 7.5 on uh, whatever the Pro Football Focus ones uses. I don't know. Yeah, it's seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Look, gun to my head, I'm taking the Eagles, but let's just hope it's the Giants. Fuck we the just, Eagles. Bump that up. Bump that up to fourteen and a half. And then you and, and then then you'll take it, will you? How mighty of you? How mighty of you taking a? How mighty of you taking a fucking? How mighty of you to take a bet on a two score fucking money line? You're so big. How good am I at betting now? I know all the terms. I haven't even bet yet. <laughs> Um, let's go Bengals at Bills. Uh, this one, th- this is the hardest game to pick, I think, of, of the weekend. This is this is the most challenging one. I think they're both really good teams. I think the Bengals are playing better all round, taking away from last week, but leading to the end of the season, they were playing better. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a coin flip for me. What, what's your thoughts? I don't know if I can be. I think I like the Bengals, but they need to be able to run the ball in this game. So I don't know if they can. You told do me that. Joe Mixon was a superstar. You fucking lied to me. You told me he Joe is... Mixon was. He's not... When does he ever do anything? When does he have an offensive line? Yeah, fair point. That's a fair one. Yeah, you you really knew how to attack me there. You know, I, you know, I can't help. You know, when you, you as soon as you mention offensive line, I'm on your side. You got me. Um, that's fair. And you know what? The offensive line is not going to be better, any better this week. It's it's a good matchup for this Bengals offensive line in regards to the the Bills aren't that good a pass rushing team. Um, no, they're just a bunch of guys. If they had Von Miller, I'd be more worried. If they had Von Miller coming off that edge against the, the second string D tackle. But yeah, basically, you're basically going to have two backup tackles, backup right guard. So your only starters are Karras and Volson at left guard and center. Who Karras is okay, but they're they're not anything to write home about. They can't carry a line. A backup in New England forever. Yeah, well, who isn't a backup in New England, mate? They're all backups. That's that's Bill Belichick's move. He just makes them into starters and lets other people pay him all the money. Um, look, I, I think, yeah, uh, it's, this is how look. I don't think Josh Allen's playing really well. Now, can I think Josh Allen can just switch it on and have a, have a great game? Yeah, because I've seen it before. I can think Josh Allen could come out and just absolutely dominate his game. I think he can, but he hasn't done it. And I'm more confident in Joe Burrow to do that because he just doesn't lose big games. He, it's just, I don't know what it is. He just doesn't. So if I, if, if I think it's a coin toss game, I'm just backing Burrow over Josh Allen right now. But cannot wait for this game. Cannot wait. This is this is definitely my favorite game of the weekend. It's definitely should be your favorite game of the weekend. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute great game. I think whatever scheme the Bengals defense can come up with to confuse, scramble up, like just do to Josh Allen, I think they're going to try to do everything here. Um, Josh Allen has to play within himself or they will lose this game. Yeah, and in saying that though, the Bengals, they're, they're one of their weaknesses on defense is their cornerbacks. Like Eli Apple's their starting corner right now because Chibadeh Awuzie is out injured. So I, I don't think he's back. Also one of the best names in football, just quietly, Chibadeh Awuzie. Um, but he's injured. You can go after Eli Apple. Anytime Stefan digs on Eli Apple, you should just be taking that every single time because... But, but okay, that's easily said. We're not done. Like just because the Bills, like we we see this in like fantasy, like every year they're like, oh, the Bills got Gabe Davis over here. It's like Gabe Davis isn't going to do nothing but run straight down the field. Like they never use their secondary options. Like yeah, they're, kind of like, like, they're bit players in this offense. Yeah, it's it's a real um you know, boom or bust offense. They either get big plays or they go three and out. That's what it feels like. And I said, I don't watch a ton of Bills games but from watching the last few weeks. That's what it feels like. Um, I, I'm trying to find out if Chibadeh Wuzier is back. I I don't think he's back. Oh, no, he was likely to play against the Ravens. So he might be back this week. He was a game-time decision. So, yeah, if, if you get him back, then that that's a bit better. But 
Uh, who's I'm 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 taking the Bengals. Who you got? I'm I'm taking the Bengals as well. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, let's get to the last game of the divisional round. Cowboys at the 49ers, an old school 1990s rivalry matchup. Um, look, I'm I'm looking forward to this game, but I'm also not looking forward to it. The 49ers are so stacked with talent. The only way I can sell the Cowboys staying in this game is if if Prescott plays like he did on the weekend because he was outstanding at the Bucks, but also the 49ers defense isn't the Bucks defense, so that's going to be different. But he was he was phenomenal against the Bucks. He was near perfect after those first two drives. So uh, I was impressed with that. Can he do that again against a really good defense? Let's find out. The other thing is Cowboys defense versus 49ers offense. If Parsons and the rest of that D-line can create pressure on Purdy, which is easier said than done because Parsons is going to be going up against Trent Williams, who is one of the premier tackles in football ever. I'll move around. So, I'll move around. They will, but that offensive line's pretty pretty solid all, all around and they get the ball out quick and they create a lot of movement. So, And I, I think what Shanahan will do is he will attack Parsons by leaving him unblocked a lot and making him make decisions. Yeah, making him make decisions on screens and stopping him rushing that way and slowing him down because that's what Shanahan does to good pass rushes. So th- that's my only thing that I can think if the Cowboys want to win this game, they've got to somehow force Purdy to carry the team. And I don't know how you do that with all that talent, plus Christian McCaffrey, plus the great offensive line, plus Kittle, plus Debo Samuel, plus Brandon Ayuk, who must be one of the most overrated players in football, un- underrated players in football, sorry. like had a th- He was their leading receiver this year and no one ever talks about him. He's from a guy who was in the absolute doghouse last year to being their top receiver. Um, he's, he's a pretty good player. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think? Kind of like Dallas. Um, I think they have the receivers to take advantage of these of the San Francisco 49ers secondary. Uh, if there's one place that you can attack their secondary, it's down the field. Uh, I think we saw it a little bit with DK last week. He had a huge game. Um, yep. You have to be able to push the ball down the field. And if Dallas, if you come out and we see Dallas like checking down everything, like I, it's going to be, I don't think they're going to win the game, but if they come out like starting like just to take some shots and we start, to, oh, that's interesting. Even if they don't complete them, I think yeah. it'll open up the offense for the, the Cowboys. And I think um, it becomes a different ball game. And in that situation, I'm going to take Prescott over the, the, the young buck Purdy. Um, if it comes down to that, if it comes out to be a little bit more shootouty, um, I think the Dallas defense can do enough to slow down San Francisco, um, especially like in the red zones and things like that. So uh, I'm going to take Dallas in a close one, probably within seven points. Yeah, look, my my heart's obviously telling me the Cowboys. I'm really I'm interested in this game. I think this game could. I could easily see the 49ers blowing them out. I could, but I could also see this being really close. It comes down to the end, like you said. Um, let's see how it plays out. It's just good to have a playoff win for, for the Cowboys and good to for Prescott to just shut up some people because after that wash, people are shocked in a game against a division rival in the last game of the season when no one fucking gives a shit that, you, that they lose. Like I was, my bro, Here's a story of the Cowboys-Washington game. My brother messaged me saying, I'm going to put money on, I'm going to put the Cowboys in my multi. Said, so do not put them in your multi. They will lose this game against Washington. Why? They they, they they need to win the division. No, they don't. The Giants are playing their backups. The Eagles are going to win that game easily. The Cowboys have nothing to play for. There's no motivation. They will lose that game. And there you go. You lose it. So I'm excited for this game. This is the Monday game, 10.30. So just so everyone knows, the games work like this in Australian time. You've got Sunday our time. So... So Sunday, so Saturday over in America, you've got 8.30 a.m. Jags at Chiefs, 12.15, you've got Giants at Eagles, 7 a.m. Monday morning our time, you've got Bengals at Bills, and 10.30 a.m. you've got the Cowboys at the 49ers. Look, was I expecting the Jags to be there? Would have I preferred to have Chargers Chiefs in the wild card game? Maybe, but maybe not. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of excited for the Jags. I, I think it's a challenge. I'm interested to see how they face it. But the game of the week for me is that the Monday games are certainly better games in, in matchup you know, matchup in particular, but 
these are four. It's different. It's it's eight teams that, you know, who knows what happens? This is, this is playoff football. They're there to be won. They're there to be lost. So I'm excited. Sure. Um, anything to finish up on, Corey? Are you uh, you happy with everything? What's have you, you got any good bets for the week? Uh, I was just looking at that. Um, I was just playing around with a little parlay. Um, if you take Kansas City Chiefs, put it down to two and a half. Uh, it's $1.27. You pair it with the Giants up to 14 and a half. So two touchdowns. That's a dollar forty-three, and then you mix in the Bengals getting. Uh, we'll say. Can you set your own? Yeah, ultimate handicap. You can probably them. That's um two dollars fifty to one. So two fifty-six to one. So two dollars fifty-six. Or you could just put all your money on the Jaguars. Just put it. Just put your house on the Jaguars and, and hope for the best. See what happens. Yeah, see what happens. You never know. That's my advice. Gamble responsibly, but also gamble your house on the Jags. That's if, if you want it. If you got any balls, put your house on Jags. So I'm saying, whatever that house may be, it could be twenty bucks. I don't know. Whatever you, whatever your max bet is, Jags. Take a chance. Live a little, guys. Um, but gamble responsibly. Uh, Corey, that is it for us tonight. Thank you to Burnley Brewing, our sponsors. Thank you, mate, for jumping on all the way from Western Australia. Um, we'll do this again next week because it's playoff football and it's the best time of the year. It's the most – fuck Christmas. This is the most wonderful time of the year, not Christmas, okay? So okay. thank you, mate. I appreciate you jumping on. Go Patriots. I'm, oh, oh, that's right. Come on, man. Too soon. Too soon. It's a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. It's fair. It was a cheap shot. Thank you, everyone, <laughs> for tuning in, guys. You'll uh, hear from us next week. And uh, I hope if your teams are playing – you win unless it's the 49ers or the Eagles and you can get fucked. All right. Thanks guys. See you later.